Hi, thanks for watching Dermcast TV. It's Rob Cascayo again in Orlando, Florida with the SCPA Fall CME Conference 2018. And today we are here with Dr. Melanie Kingsley. Dr. Kingsley, welcome to you. Thanks for coming. Thank you for having me. And we're so excited to have you. You have a, a very diverse uh, clinical background, but you were, you were fellowship trained in cosmetics, which is fantastic. We're here to talk about cosmeceuticals today. You're a Hoosier, you know, I gotta give a shout, shout out for IU, right? And uh, you're assistant professor at, at IU School of Medicine, as well as the director of cosmetic dermatology and laser surgery. So there's a balance. You have very extensive uh, experience in cosmetics. So let's talk about that. It's a very important topic. We all wanna know about this, right? Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of people know we have a wide breadth of things to choose from in terms of cos cosmeceutical products, uh, over-the-counter, um, high-brand things. So. In your eyes, what are the goals of these products? What do we want to tell our patients when we are counseling them on cosmeceuticals? Well, I think everyone needs to have a good skincare regimen. So from my medical derm patients to my cosmetic patients, I always urge them, no matter what we're doing, whatever our goal is, let's start with their skincare. So a good skincare regimen has a goal of just making your skin healthier, um, protecting it from the sun, and then we focus more toward anti-aging versus anti-acne or whatever the patient's concern may be. That's great. And the interesting thing is that we have this, again, this breadth of price ranges and products, right? You know, you've got the $200 products, the stuff over the counter. The average person is going to go and look and say, well, I'm not sure how to distinguish these things, really what counts. What, do you have any, uh, any quick ways of counseling people on where they find their niche in their cosmetic products? Well, I think that a lot of people think the more expensive, the better, and that's not the case. There's a, plenty of over-the-counter products, um, plenty of products in our office that are a lot less than certain ones, for example, at a department store, and they work really well. Um, there's a lot of science behind certain products, so I think doing some research and trying them out for yourself because every product's gonna work a little different. Some that may work great for me may not work for someone else. So I think you have to find out what works best for your skin and what your goal is. But there's definitely plenty over the counter. So I ask my patient, what are your goals? What would you like to do? Are you, uh, and then if they're price range, if they're like, let me please stay with over the counters, I focus on our concerns and point them out a few over-the-counter products. We also have a few in our office that I love that I recommend as well. So I don't think you can go by price. I think you have to see what suits your skin best and where the science is. So you mentioned this idea of tailoring uh, the products. So if you were to have a person who specifically has uh, intolerant skin, mm -hmm. uh, do you, is there a direction you tend to tell them in terms of products and, uh, or routines? Uh, is there anything specific that you, that you point them towards. Yeah, so sensitive skin patients, you definitely just want to start one product at a time. And you want to focus on, are they sensitive? Are they, do they have rosacea? Is their skin very inflamed? Because if it is, then we want to look at products that are more anti-inflammatory, so calming products. Um, and there's a few over the counter, such as Aveeno Ultra Calming with Feverfew. And um, there's certain products, you know, in our offices that have, that focus on that rosacea inflammatory. So. Um, but if it's just someone with sensitive skin, you want to be fragrance-free, you want to make sure it's moisturizing and doesn't have very many chemicals in it that can irritate the skin. 
Right. And you mentioned, too, this, the idea of uh, science behind mm -hmm. some of these products. And we know that uh, uh, these products, they'll put information in front of you. They're not necessarily the kind of double-blind trials we're used to seeing with, with medications. They're not usually large trials. Is there uh, any handful or even any one particular uh, components in cosmeceuticals that you have a lot of confidence in, uh, either from your own experience or for what you know about clinical uh, information, clinical science? Yes, I think with the studies, the ones with the biggest studies are the retinoids. So I find that those do work very effectively um, for both acne and anti-aging. So you can reliably count on those, but you have to again, pick one suited, best suited for your skin because you, some people can be very sensitive or not respond at all. Um, also, vitamin C, I think, has proven itself to be very effective as well for anti-aging. I think there's a lot of information on those two things. They're, they're sort of time-tested and true. Mm -hmm. We know uh, even retinoid products have had indications for things yes. like wrinkles, uh, you know, FDA uh, indications, and vitamin C just seems to always pop up. Mm -hmm. It resurges. Uh, so I think experience sort of hashes some of these things out, and you heard it here today that uh, it, uh, price isn't exactly the, the determining oh, yeah. factor, mm -hmm. So, and that's important, I think. So a couple of things in closing here. So let me ask you, I like to ask those with, you know, in the cosmetic know-how range, mm -hmm. that um, if you had to pick one product, what I like to call an island product. You're stuck on an island. You've got one cosmetic product to use. Do you have one that you like? Do you have one that you personally use? Do you have one you like to recommend? Well, I would say for sure a sunblock. That would be what I would recommend because not only is it blocking the sun, but it's removing all those or blocking the harmful rays that are causing the aging. So if you don't have a sunblock, it doesn't matter what product you're using um, to fight aging, acne, whatever your goal is. It's just it's just going to compound all that sun damage. So that would definitely be my number one product. That's, that was very political, but <laughs> also a very good answer, actually. So thanks again for watching Dermcast. I'm going to be a little selfish and pull Dr. Kingsley's side, and she's going to help me fix this. But thanks again for watching Rob Cascao for Dermcast TV.